Hey everybody, welcome back to another Photog Adventures podcast. I'm Aaron King. I'm Brendan Porter. With families and day jobs, we know it's hard to find time to get out there with your camera. So Brendan and I joined together and made the commitment to go out consistently and build up our landscape and astrophotography portfolios. We live in Utah and are lucky to have so many beautiful landscapes all around us. Not only do we have five national parks right here in Utah, but we are only a day or less drive away from 30 other national parks. So we created PhotogAdventures.com, this podcast, and our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to amazing places and learn from our mistakes and our successes. We hope that you will get out there too and have a Photog adventure of your own. It's episode 54. Welcome back to the Photog Adventures mm. podcast, everybody. 54. 54. I, I, I am going to love it over the next five weeks as we roll up to 60 because 60 seems absurd. Like so many episodes at 60. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. When we're saying 154, that's going to feel even better. Oh, yeah. So let's start off this this, let's start this podcast with a quick announcement that you're going to notice a difference if you haven't paid attention to our Facebook listener group. I think we mentioned it only there, maybe not even on the Facebook page. Mm. We mentioned that we are going to change the little bit of the podcast. Just It's a tiny change that you probably won't even notice, but it's going to help us have these come out on time. And ironically, or darn coincidentally, we are running out of time. Or we are late this week just to begin this announcement, which is really bogus and sucks for me and it frustrates me. But the reality is, is that we were all gone last week for the entire yeah. week from Monday until Sunday night out in Oregon. And unfortunately, we didn't have a podcast in the bank, in the books that we had already recorded. Mm-hmm. And so we were stuck with nothing and no time to record. And this is the first time Ren and I have been able to get together to record this podcast. And we, we could have done an Astro Photog podcast, but those, those are meant to be extra. They're not meant to be the Monday podcast. And so yeah, we yeah. owed you guys the Monday podcast. Instead, it's coming out midnight on Tuesday night. So you guys listening to this now are probably either in United Kingdom or out in Australia and listening on your Wednesday, or you're going to find it in your car when you wake up in the morning. So enjoy your Wednesday morning, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Sorry it's late. But Mm -hmm. the announcement is... Those of you who don't already know, we are not going to edit these podcasts. Brenda and I have been doing this now for 54 episodes plus when we count the bonus episodes and the Astrophotog episodes. Yeah. So we have a ton of practice doing these, and we are not going to edit anymore to try and help us get these out precisely on time. Usually recording is not a problem. It's just no, it's not, no. getting the edit. It's really yeah. late at night. So that's why Brennan's showing like zero enthusiasm right now. It's really late recording I'll this. I'll pick it up. It'll, it'll, the energy it'll, will come. It'll get better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're not editing any of this stuff out anymore, and so we have to carry it. What we're going to do is 20-minute segments, take a break, do our commercial or ad or whatever we can do, and then we take on for the next segment for 20 minutes. And so the podcast with guests, that'll be a little different. Yeah, yeah, it'll be different. Some guests will actually edit a little bit more than others, but most of the time we're going to try and do this live like we do with Nick Page, where we just record all 20 segments, just go completely through, no editing. And so hopefully you guys can still enjoy that. And just the benefit of having the podcast come out will make it worth your time. And so even though we're not going to be perfect and we're going to have ums and gaps and pauses, uh, I think Brenda and I will be able to carry this through and let us know, give us feedback. Uh, send us a message on photogadventures at gmail.com or you can contact us through any of our social media and let, let us know what you think. No, you know, we're hoping that um, with enough practice that we've had these last several months of <laughs> podcasts that um, the editing that, that Aaron used to do was crazy amounts of editing, cutting out all the ums, and all the pauses, all the things. And so we think we can keep the pace going. 
without doing so much editing and so without putting too much burden on him to get him done and get him out on time. And so consistently. We, it's, it's going to be a benefit for you guys. So In the long run, everyone's going to be happier with it and not mm-hmm. even care or notice the zero edits because they're just happy the podcast is out. And we're excited for it. We spent a week with listeners out there in Oregon yeah. Coast, and they've been giving us feedback on what we can change, how we can even fix the titles to help you guys and be more accommodating. And so we appreciate all of their honest feedback and just really excited that they wanted to hear more from us. And they don't mind that uh, yeah. this is going to be a podcast, which is Brandon and I a lot as we go through here. I'll, I'll take that back because we need some backstory. They said that they don't even care about the interviews as much as they care about hearing about our crazy adventures when we go out. And we mm-hmm. thought, oh, we thought that maybe people wanted the interviews more or less, or just they thought that that was something really important. Well, they don't like, they don't dislike the idea. No. They just really like the adventures more, I guess, which is actually really cool and flattering. Surprising, very yeah. flattering. And so what we have scheduled for the next six podcasts actually involves just Brendan and I talking about these experiences that we've had in the last two months. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm glad to hear that you guys enjoy that. And I hope the rest of you listening enjoy that as well, because it's going to be a lot of that. And then we have an interview. We have one guest that we're hoping to get with a guest that we really have been wanting to have for a while. He's actually one of our listeners and he's a he's a professional photographer an awesome guy we've mentioned him before he's an awesome awesome photographer and it's jeff peterson so we're gonna have him on the podcast soon he knows southern utah very very well and he's got a lot to share a lot of information and insight on landscape photographers i'm excited to have him on so Let's go into this podcast, episode 54. First, and we're going to begin with some major announcements. Major, 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 major announcements. And you guys have heard that I am fired, that I lost my job. And mm-hmm. Brendan has been working hard at home and doing everything among being a father at home and mother at home in charge of all of the girls in his family's life, of making sure he gets to school and back to school and doing photog adventures. So, on top of doing workshops, we're doing other things to try and earn yeah. some income doing this. And we have offers for you guys that some of you might have noticed with our recent free portfolio reviews. So mm-hmm. these offers, we are going to have a store in photogadventures.com. When you go to photogadventures.com, you'll see in the top menu, there's a store now. And we have a few things offered and a few things coming. Brendan and I are creating some processing videos from pictures that were in Photog Adventures in the past. Yeah. We're eventually, by sometime in the beginning of next year, we'll get to the point to where all Photog Adventure videos will be released with a processing video of one mm. image from Brendan, one image from me. And you can actually go along with those images and process them with us. If you're a member of our Patreon, you will actually have RAWs from those images. If you're not Mm -hmm. a member of the Patreon, you will see us process those images and can follow along with the steps, but you won't have the RAWs that come with it. So that's a cool cool benefit to being a patron. We wanted to treat the patrons well. I mean, they have been fantastic. And so we didn't want to wait. We didn't want to not offer something cool that's going to be special for them. And this is what we think would be. And a patron we can trust. They come onto our patreon.com site forward slash Photog Adventures. They sign up. They actually really want to support us in every month. They're Mm -hmm. not going to be the type of people who are going to take a raw file of ours and sell it as their own. No, just, that's just nothing worried about yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, th- we've had concerns about that. We talked about some some of that with the guys we were out with yeah, this last, last week. week. And, you know, my name is automatically in the EXIF data every time I take a shot because it's in my camera. Yeah. And so, 
you know, they'd have to strip that out. They'd have to go through some work to really do that. And I just don't think that's going to, you know. Not with these happen. guys. You guys we consider our friends. And we don't think that you guys are out there to try and say, and some of our images aren't that great. You're not going to want to steal them. Yeah. You just want to learn what we did and see how we processed it and figure out the things that you like about it and the things that you hated about our processing. Mm-hmm. There's things that we don't, don't do yet that you wish we did do. And there's going to be lots of cool things to learn along the way, which would be really cool. So we're hoping that that'll be fun. So our store is live right now and you can go in and buy things. But wait, don't go buy things yet because we're going to have a Black Friday sale. And this is coming up in just three days, all day Friday. Should we do it Saturday as well, like the weekend, Mm. Friday through the weekend? Or should we end it 24 hours? That's it. Boom. Uh, This is an on-air meeting. Maybe two days. I think it'd be nice Friday and Saturday because they might listen to the podcast on Friday and go, oh, no, I have to do it now. They get home. Life is busy with family. Boom, it's midnight wherever they live, and they're out. Let's do two days. Let's do it. Friday and Saturday, Black Friday weekend sale where we have things on sale that are normally more expensive. For instance, a two-on-one workshop with Brandon and I, we're going to do those for the first year. And if we get too many of those and it gets crazy busy, they should really be a Mm one-on-one. But for right now, for you guys early adopters and joining of the Photog Adventures and want to come out on an adventure with us, Brendan and I are willing to both come out. We can't wait to come out with mm-hmm. one of you. And so you buy a two-on-one workshop for 450 today if you wanted to, you know, pay the full $450 price. But we're going to have a Black Friday sale that'll be 297 for that. Ooh. Oh, ooh. <laughs> like I'm announcing it to Brendan right now. He's never heard this. <laughs> and then we have a Skype call slash Google Hangout call, whatever's easiest for you, where you can get some one-on-one assistance with one of us and get Go Photoshop, photo pills, in you know even Brendan's Illustrator and After Effects if you wanted some help there, or sure. just doing Premiere, at you know working with uh, Lightroom, any sort of software assistance, or just talking about composition, anything mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm. think would benefit you and worth your money for this, a one-on-one Skype. Google Hangouts call with us. That's regularly $59.99, and we are selling it on Black Friday for $39.99. So if mm-hmm. you want to get an hour hangout with us and then choose who you want to hang out, me or Brendan, it's only one-on-one. Buy that on Friday. It's $39.99. That's be awesome. Cool. Yeah. So here's the big announcement. There's a few of you who are aware of this, and this is a bit selfish of me because this is just for me and you guys to work with. Um, Brendan's been awesome about letting me work on Astrophotog, and that's kind of my own pet little project. And right now he's cool with helping me find some income. And so on my own, separate of Brendan, except for Natural Bridges, you were with me on Mm -hmm. that trip. I've been recording and creating a Milky Way course. It's an online course that has tons of content. Basically, the way I see it is that a great Milky Way image needs awesome sharpness, and composition and balance. And so if you need, if you get good compositional balance and good sharpness, you get an image that's gonna make people really jealous. And so my goal is in this course to get you there on your very first day. You know, like Andrew Block, he went out with us that morning, mm-hmm. he took a few tips from Brendan and a few tips from me, and he nailed it. Yeah. He nailed his focus, nailed his exposure, and composition, I think he's just natural at that. I think Andrew Block has an eye for composition, because yeah. he nailed yeah. it with where he was standing in the group, and got an awesome panorama out there at uh, Picket Post. Picket Post, yeah. Pick a post. And so he got a great shot his very first try. And that's what you guys can do. And so this Milky Way course is hopefully going to get everyone ready for next year. Mm-hmm. And my goal, get yourself the first two years of experience all in this course. You never done Milky Way photography before? Here's your first two years right now 
follow me. I'm going to take you to many locations. So here's a breakdown of the course. I have a group called Astrophotog VIPs that already are aware of this course and they know that it's going on sale here in Black Friday. And so I wanted to let you guys know about it. The, everyone announced it that the Milky Way course is coming out and this mm -hmm. is going to be a way that Aaron King can help have some income coming in and you guys are awesome for being here for us and so we have a special prize for that. Before I mention the price, let me mention one of the cool things that are about it. These are modules of planning, a module composition, composi uh, lighting module, settings, gear, and post-processing. So you've never done Milky Way process, you never done Milky Way ever, Milky Way photography ever before. You're gonna learn how to plan a shot, compose it, light it if you need to or use natural lighting and then have your settings right on your camera knowing the histogram knowing how to use it and then what gear should you have and whether gear is important or not you guys know my feelings that gear isn't important it just dictates the, the, the way the manner in which you do this mm -hmm. and then post-processing now this is for the beginner this is for the beginner to intermediate level so this Milky Way processing will just involve panoramas and other Milky Way processing that you're already aware of some of you are aware of very well and some of you are just getting started started and this is perfect for you there won't be any stacking in this one there won't be right. any intermediate work of doing you know some more advanced techniques like luminosity masking this is not for you this is going to help absolute beginners make milky way photography easy for them and imagine if you had been out every new moon for the last two years where would you be in skill level that's where i am right now mm -hmm. two full mm -hmm. years of milky way photography and this is where i am and i'm sharing it through this video that's going to involve over five hours of processing walkthroughs where you're literally walking through all the steps of processing from Lightroom to Photoshop if we need to go to Photoshop. Over an hour of on-site of me capturing images. So out at these locations like Goblin Valley, Natural Bridges, out at these locations capturing the image and you can follow along from my planning of how I planned in that area mm -hmm. to how it actually ended up happening. Okay, that wasn't the area you talked about in Goblin Valley. Why? Oh, we said this, this, and this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And so these are the things that are on this video. So in short, you have 14 in-studio videos here at my place, seven processing walkthrough videos because there's two bonus videos that come from locations that are at the Knolls and in Crater Lake and it shows some processing videos of those images mm. and then we have nine on location videos so you're going to see me enter a place it's almost like a photog adventure it's just with only one person it's a little quicker we hit the punches of what gear and some of the videos I talk about what gear and some of these I don't and so this is going through nine locations and the bonus areas of silo and trestle talking about low-level lighting talking about how you light this with low-level lighting those of you who've been with us out in the last workshop that we're talking about in this podcast you know it's very simple it's actually very simple yeah, yeah. but some people really like the idea of seeing it you know, specifically, how did you do it? What'd you think about and what does it look like? And so I have a video going over to both of those locations and you can see how easy it is using yeah. low level lighting. So all of this stuff comes out to many, many hours of information and walking you through two years, your first two years in Milky Way photography. And so this is something that's going to be a great resource for those of you just starting and maybe only a year into it, you'll like and you'll follow. And it could be a very awesome thing for you to buy help me out, get some income coming in. My wife will be really excited and <laughs> I will have something that I think is going to be worthwhile for you guys. Now, you guys listen to the podcast, you guys on the YouTube channel that are gonna see this, you guys are special to us. Like We, we really mm -hmm. don't deserve as much friendship and kindness that you guys have shown us. And we're really excited that after a year of doing this, a year and a few months now, 
that you guys have been there. So for the Black Friday deal, I'm gonna sell it for a lot cheaper because you look at other videos out there and other processing videos on how to astrophotography and lessons, then you know they have a couple hours of content or maybe even five videos. This is gonna be pretty intense, pretty large, and so I'm going to sell this course ultimately to people who I've never met next year starting February 1st. This is going on sale for $97. It's a very intense course and it comes with a lot of information from me. So $97 is the price that everyone's going to get as of February 1st. So what's That's your- still an amazing price. I mean, $97 for like nine hours, five hours of- one hour. It's roughly going to be six to 10 hours six, of content because yeah, I, I, mean, I haven't any clue about the in-studio video length. I, I don't know how they add up. Hmm. I don't know the numbers. I think I have to double check it, but it will be amazing. If I could pay someone $100 that's a specialist to teach me for six hours, that's a freaking crazy awesome bargain. To bypass your first two years yeah. of Milky Way and not have to go out there when it becomes perfect time for Milky Way again in 2018. And you could start it off on the perfect right foot. And so yeah. those people I'm talking about are people who maybe never heard of us yet. And they mm -hmm. see a Facebook ad or another ad source that I put out there and they find out about it and they buy it 97 bucks. But for you guys, I'm doing a completely low, low price. That's going to make it more affordable for those of you who are considering it right now. And on Black Friday, Black Friday weekend, those two days only, you can find it on astrophotog.com. That site right now is getting built and I'm going to dedicate that homepage to just selling this. Okay. And that price is going to be forty-seven ninety-nine. So for Black <gasps> Friday, <laughs> you don't have to feign like be like a. Uh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Get a sham wow. Is it a sham wow that used there's to be all on? of them? All of them. <laughs> the slap I'm chop. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is not an infomercial, Brendan. We're not. But on if you buy QVC. two, you can get one free. Only three easy installments. But wait, there's of actually twelve ninety-nine. Shipping and handling is not included. No, that is an awesome price. That's pretty awesome. So forty seven ninety nine. That's cheaper than what Nick's is right now. His was selling at forty five dollars, like forty five ninety nine, and a mm -hmm, special for price. Time, and yeah. just checked it tonight. It's up to fifty nine bucks or fifty five bucks, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's good. It's, yeah, it's worth it. And so, yeah. I love Nick's. I'm gonna buy it myself actually just to see what he has in there but I mm -hmm. haven't bought it yet and it is something right here I think is gonna be worth it to you guys if you want to jump in on the Black Friday deal $47.99 only for those two days but if you don't get in at that price I'm starting to sound like a QVC channel if you I don't know, get seriously. in on that deal um, I'm gonna sell it when it launches on December 26th as $67.99 so when you're looking at something that you're pre-ordering on Black Friday won't have any access to any videos you know, I might even give you some access to some of them. Well, I won't be able to because Thanksgiving week. Yeah, I won't be able to give you access to any of those videos. That'll pre-order though. That'll break yeah. the system that I have going. So it'll be a pre-order only at that price. And then it'll come live for you available on December 26th when it actually launches. That's the beginning mm -hmm. of the launch. And that's my very soft launch. The real hard push and hard launch that I'm going for in 2018 is going to be ready for February 1st mm -hmm. when it goes to the $97 a price. But for $67.99 on, Dece on December 26th, if you're not ready to go for it this weekend, you can buy it after Christmas and it'll be on sale for $67.99 all the way through to February 1st. Yeah, cool. So yeah, plenty of time to get it at that price is $67.99, but this is going to be a way that I can help fund Photog Adventures, fund my adventures, and 
I'm hoping that the education element of it is worth it to you guys. I'm excited about it. I've taken a ton of time just today to talk to you guys about it. I'm very stoked for it, as I should be, because Milky Way photography is probably my favorite, mm-hmm. absolute favorite photography. Even last week of being at the Seascapes of Oregon, I still love Milky Way photography. Oh, oh so beautiful. Saw one guy's image, Rafa, Rafa's image over there at Secret yeah. Beach with the Milky Way. So jealous. I hope you're listening, Rafa, because that was an awesome image. Mm. Freaking amazing. So, like I said, we're not editing our podcast anymore, so we are going to make these 20-minute segments. We're almost done with the first 20-minute segment. We're going to try and go a little longer today so that we can tell stories about our first workshop. I hope you guys will check out our Black Friday sales. We'll keep talking about it the rest of this week, and it'll be available for you as of midnight after Thanksgiving. So, check that out. Hope you guys will get that and jump in and enjoy those videos when they come live on December 26th. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, man, we have been Photog Adventures for over a year, and we were making pennies off of YouTube ads and pennies off of Amazon affiliate links for those of you awesome enough to click on the Amazon affiliate link. Mm -hmm. And then we started doing Patreon, and it's been really fantastic having that support, paying for all of our gas on our trip using our card that came from our Patreon account. That's so freaking awesome. You guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then we realized we want to do this more full-time than we're actually doing it. Mm -hmm. And the only way to do that is by having a source of income and inspired by many of you who've talked about it and specifically Drew. Thank you, Drew Armstrong. You mentioned that we Mm -hmm. are ready and should be, not to mention Royce Bear and his support and how Mm -hmm. he's excited for us. When we got the offer from Raphael Pons to do a workshop with him, it was a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. I just so lucky that we not only had that workshop with him, but Royce Bear had to cancel his and then said, I'm going to send everyone who's coming to mind your way. He yeah, when he said us. that, it felt like the, the sword of destiny had fallen <laughs> upon our shoulders. Right. As Royce says, I'm handing it off to you guys. I was like, what? Like, Royce Bear. Really? The Royce Bear, the guy we look up to and honor and have had here in this studio and just felt like two yeah. giddy groupies that were like, yes, tell us more, Royce. I'm getting chills just thinking about it again. <laughs> Honestly, it's amazing. It was amazing. I don't know if Royce is listening. I know he has listened to the podcast a lot. So if you're listening to it right now, Royce, thank, thank you, you so much for trusting us. Yeah, Trusting people who love you, adore your work, and be willing to let them come our direction and know that they will be treated correctly and learn and have a great time with us. It's huge. Thank you so much. Yeah. So if it wasn't for the conflict of his workshop conflicting with this other thing, he just didn't have time. And so yeah. I just feel totally honored that he looked right to us and said, you guys take it over. That was <laughs> that was just awesome and fantastic. Completely humbled. So we had our first ever workshop. Brendan and I became an LLC and mm-hmm. we're Photog Adventures LLC. We got insurance so that we could legally have people with us out there and have liability insurance covering everything. Like real adults. We were adulting. Yeah. We were heavily adulting there. And uh, Utah Valley University let us rent from them a room and... Mm-hmm. It felt legit. Yeah, it, it all, all worked, felt it all legit, worked out and it was a well. crazy whirlwind. So we're excited to talk about those stories. But from the very beginning, just the moment that I turned on a cart, a shopping cart online, where people could pay one hundred and fourteen dollars mm, to yeah. come in, it felt fake. It felt unreal. I didn't get it that this is really happening. And then four, five, eight purchases came through that day. 
And you're like, really? Like, Whoa, people really? actually want to come. Thanks to <laughs> Raphael Pons for pushing us and telling him about it. People from all over the country and even in Canada had found it and wanted to come. Yeah, it was nuts. Ah, it was so flattering. Royce Bear was pushing it and telling his groups about it and Nightscapers about it. Ah, we were so freaking fortunate. And we saw people purchasing and purchasing and purchasing. It was an amazing feeling. I, I mean, we yeah. talked about it feeling like we're legit, but I had the sense of this is exactly what I want to do with my life. I want to keep teaching Milky Way photography and being after my camera and help others just experience the awesomeness that is Milky Way photography here in Utah. Yeah, because it really is like nothing else. <laughs> I mean, the first time I had taken a photograph of Milky Way, I was in complete awe and shock that I was actually getting this, what I've always kind of dreamed about right? as a photographer. And uh, sharing that experience is probably one of the best things that I could do right now. Oh, it's so satisfying. I, I know that I see guys who run workshops who are always running their own camera as they're running those workshops. And I, I kind of feel disappointed by that because when we're out there, it's just constant us jumping and bouncing from tripod to tripod. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the logistics of this workshop. Holy goodness. Yeah. Don't do a workshop with 30 people. What? Never again. Never, never <laughs> again. Half that? Yes. But we, yeah. I was edified. I was excited. I, I fed off of that fantastic feeling of jumping from tripod to tripod. I didn't even care that my backpack was full of my gear and I never touched it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the best I could do is maybe set up a time lapse and just get that going and then boom, I'm off helping everybody (laughs) around me. So it was an incredible feeling just having that legit coming from YouTube and podcast, which podcasting has been the most legit feeling we've had. YouTube has felt like just an afterthought almost in some situations where we have Mm. several hundred people who show up there on a live, but then we do a podcast. We have 700 people in the first day that want to listen to it. And so it's just podcasting has been incredible. And then we just jumped into a whole nother tier of this world of people wanting to learn from us and have come from all over, flown in and have joined us for Milky Way photography. And the funny thing is only one or two people out of the 30 actually knew who we were. Yeah. And were there because they knew who we were. Roger and who was the other one? I think maybe. I think, I th- oh, was, I can't I think there was it. somebody else that had seen us I or know heard for us sure before. Roger. Roger for sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Roger's awesome. And um, we asked everybody how they found it, and a lot, most of them didn't even know. It was like, like, I'm not sure. I can't remember. It's like, really? <laughs> and like, you this just is amazing. Up? And you're here and you're from Canada. Okay. That's yeah, awesome. Somewhere, somewhere, Several man. people from California, <laughs> people from East Coast. Even. It's like, what the heck? You came here for this? Like, this is amazing. So we are flattered. And maybe we'll get past the part of being flattered and tell the school <laughs> stories from it. Because we're going to take our first break. We'll come back and we'll talk about how the actual workshop logistics went, how what people were learning and what how everything went from teaching photo pills with Raphael in class mm-hmm. and how the the environment was working for us and not working for us mm-hmm. oh my god okay let's take that first break and we'll come right back okay. what fun it was to be in Oregon for that listener adventure where we had four yeah. listeners join us for that uh, I wish it could have been more a lot of you said you could have would have wanted to come and almost could have but uh, what an awesome trip that was it really was uh, being there like it would have been really cool just to go by ourselves but being there and being part of a group and yeah. having and having John, you know, f- 
come with us for a couple days, solid days too. Oh yeah. And then Kyle met us for two mornings, and then Kurt and Drew with was with us the they entire really come time. With us the whole time. The, the whole entire week. trip. They just totally blocked that time out. Went on vacation with and basically went with us the whole time. It was amazing. I mean, we are so lucky that not only do we have listeners listening to podcasts, we have listeners willing to join us for an awesome trip, crazy one like that. Really cool. These Photog Adventures, listener adventures, I hope you guys will take advantage of one in the future. We'll be anywhere we possibly can. We went to North Carolina. We tried to do it. Join us next time. Check out the listener adventure page mm-hmm. and opt in. Yeah. Welcome back to the Photog Adventures podcast. We're talking about our workshop, our very, very, very first workshop. And I would say coming into it being prepared and talking about what we have, we were overthinking it because there was just like no time at all to say the things that we had planned to say. No, it was crazy because I thought like, oh my gosh, I have to talk for 20 minutes. Like, how am I going to cover this? You know? (laughs) And I'm looking at Raphael's schedule and I'm like, he's got like two hours blocked out. Like, how is he going to cover two hours of content? This is crazy. And yet. And yet the day went flying by. So if you guys don't know it, we started off with a free public presentation basically mm-hmm. at UVU where anyone could come and fill up all the 80 seats that we had in there for like and a couple hours right couple it hours was a two hour night. thing Friday night learn photo pills get the basics Milky Way stuff yeah. real quick hit a few points mm-hmm. and when we started talking we're like okay everyone here um, who among you are here for the paid workshop all hands went up. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, wait. I can't tell. Anyone here who's not in the paid workshop? And only two people raised their hand. Yeah. So we roughly had 34, 33 people there for the Friday night workshop. And because it had rained pretty heavy that day, mm. a lot of people couldn't make it, I think, because we had people signed up for it, registered for it, but then never showed, never yeah, were able to Yeah, the free part, it. yeah. But people who had paid the measly hundred and something dollars were there. They were dedicated. They're like, yeah, I paid for it. I'm here. Isn't that interesting? I mean, people have always said it. If you want someone to care about something, make them pay for it. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? It's just psychological, and it's true every time. Mm -hmm. A little money. I mean, $100 for a two-night workshop where you went out twice to two different locations, and you had a full day in-class workshop teaching you how to do photo pills. That's a deal, man. That was such a screaming deal. We should have charged 300 bucks at minimum, (laughs) and that would have been a screaming deal. (laughs) Yeah, we know that now. And so that first night, it was awesome fun that we had that presentation. And then the two people who weren't going to come with us, we just said goodbye to them. Sorry, uh, go. And mm-hmm. we'll just, instead of doing the listener Q&A, we'll just go f- right away and talk about our trip. And yeah. that's when things got challenging. Oh, man. So we had 30 people show up. Yeah. And we needed to take them to a place called the Silo and the Trestle. Yes. But too many people at one place couldn't fit in the Silo no. and the Trestle. So we had to split the groups up. Mm-hmm. But we all needed to meet at one location out there, and we weren't driving them. They were driving themselves. They all had driven their own cars. They got themselves to UVU, so I thought, mm-hmm. here, I'll just show them where this is. I had given coordinates in an email before, and maybe even twice. But that wasn't enough. I don't think anybody actually put them in. Nope. Because we had to go over the coordinates like twice. We spent like 20 (laughs) minutes during that presentation just going over the coordinates and how to get there. And even then, we almost lost one person to the US 6 that goes through Spanish Fort Canyon. And he realized, Morris is like, wait, this is not the right direction. direction. He turned himself around and he came back and joined us going the other direction. And uh, it was just such a overwhelming complication of making sure that all 30 people who had almost all had separate vehicles were going to make it. 
Yeah, it's um, something we definitely learn from. It's something we won't do again. We'll have a smaller group, you know, for sure next time. Yeah. And our vehicle situation will also be different. Yeah, we've talked to Nicole and with Kathy a lot about some of the specifics of the workshop because they're curious and they keep asking. So the future workshops in 2018, we learned from this event, Mm -hmm. we're definitely getting two vans. They're not driving themselves at all. We're just going to put them in the van, six per person. Mm -hmm. Brendan will drive six, I'll drive six, and we're going to take them right to the location. There's none of that fear that they're going to take a wrong turn, get lost, have no cell signal, and we have no idea where they are. It's going to be like summer camp. It'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be great. Sit with your new buddy. You guys are now Mm -hmm. partners. You guys will not go anywhere without the buddy system. Yeah. Good idea. (laughs) (laughs) So this workshop, we show up and we're driving there. And after a full day of raining, it's looking pretty terrible. I know. We come out of our actual presentation and the sky above us is wide open. True. And that was exciting. But when you looked in the horizon... It was all cloudy. All cloudy, especially the southwest horizon where the Milky Way core was. Like, it's cursed us all year. And the first night wasn't even guaranteed. The first night was actually a bonus. She's like, hey, we got some time. Let's just the make sun it happen. set after the, you know, as for, after the presentation. We can go out if everybody's up for it, right? So they're like, yeah, that's what we're here for. So <laughs> yeah. let's go out and do it. And I was praying and hoping and crossing my fingers that <laughs> the wind that I felt was blowing the right direction that the sky would open up for us. And uh, as we drove more and more out there, especially to the silo, um, it was still very cloudy everywhere. There was just, it it predicted on clear dark sky that at nine o'clock, which was about 15 minutes before Astro Twilight was over, that it was going to be clear. Mm -hmm. It was clearing up around nine. And as we're driving out there, it's between eight and nine. And we're seeing, yes, clear dark sky might be calling this above our heads clear but that horizon over there is this giant like crab shape remember that crab Mm. silhouette that it was it was just hanging out over the milky way core right and so we all get out of our cars and thankfully everyone made it to that first stop at the at the at the trestle yeah they parked there and then in the dark i said is everyone here and i was like this is the stupidest question in the world (laughs) One, I can't see everyone to know if that's even true. They individually have no clue whether everyone's here. And (laughs) so it was just hope. It was just hope everyone's here. So Brendan and I do a quick split up and he takes a group to the silo. And before I could, before we think about it, he leaves. And then we realize, oh yeah, we didn't decide what time he was going to come back with his group or whether or not he would send his group back. And then I would send a group his way and we would stay at our separate spots because you were going to be the silo and I was with the trestle. And so we left without Because I just thought, plan. oh, you know, I'll just call him. Ah, no signal at the, tre- at the no. silo. Trestle has signal, silo no signal. Nothing. I'm surprised too because you'd think it's that gap that would far. be pretty easy to fill with the silo. No, but no, nope. nothing. So at this, I'll talk about the trestle first and the logistics okay. there. And then you, don't, you bet talk about the silo because – we have a bunch of people who are new to Milky Photography and some that are completely comfortable. And yet we have red lamps going constantly. Mm. And it was a big battle for me to yell out, okay, all right, everyone, just turn off your red lamps and let's go and get some photography going. And everyone's taking a shot as I'm light painting the trestle. But before that, it was probably a good 40 minutes before we could take our first shot completely clear of red lamps. Oh, wow. Because people were staying up at the top and then those who were willing to go down and 
normally the, the, the trestle is not that hard to traverse. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice slanted hill that you have to go down, but it's pretty steep. The ground though. is steep, but fine to traverse, but not to not not that night. It had rained all that day, mm-hmm. and it moved everything, and it caused everything to really come out from underneath your feet. So as we had people walking down there who had no had no interest in hiking, they were having to go down a trail that was just gravel and loose dirt and sand and mud and moving out from under oh it was terrible we ended up taking the trestle off of our workshop list after this yeah we realized it's just it's a little too intense the 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 risk of someone spraining an ankle we actually had someone fall yeah they hit their head on a rock too on their way down the night end of the night yeah and uh, just felt terrible just not well thought out You, you we forget how easy it is for you and i to to walk around there and it's just it's not easy for everyone not everyone right. has the same use of their knees the same easy going of just going down a hill it was cruel of us to be thoughtless about that we had an idea that we can get a ladder that goes over the ch- over the barbed wire fence but in the rush of friday we didn't get to i mean mm-hmm. we forgot to tell this but our saturday night was planning to be on salt flats and the salt yeah. flats, it had rained so much, we thought, we better go check the salt flats. So we did. We drove Friday morning. Friday morning, the day of the workshop, to double yeah. check. And it was crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. They were having a speed week, a speed test. It was a record test something, right? Yeah. So that was going on. Plus, we stopped at the rest stop beforehand and saw it was just completely flooded completely and the lady there who was helping people get ready for the record breaking thing that day she said we were here yesterday you know thursday nothing totally totally dry dry. but because the rain that came in thursday night afternoon and all night long it flooded the place yeah not only was it flooded but it was super cloudy and it looked like there was no end to the clouds Mm -hmm. and so we decided okay this is not going to work not going to Salt Flats now Saturday yeah. night. That is not going to work. So we ended up having to try and come, you know, come up with the big Plan B, some good Plan B for our second night. Mm-hmm. So our first night was even more important that we had it to work out. True, and so yeah. we separate, we split our ways, we start taking people through the hecticness of the terrain at this at this trestle, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to work through people's focus and their live view, finding out that one girl has a camera that doesn't even have a live oh my view. Gosh, I know. Are you kidding me? So there's another lesson learned, making sure that everyone before we even leave knows how to get to their live view, knows how to get magnification going so they mm-hmm. can get their focus. If we had done that in the actual room before we went out, million times easier on yeah, location. Yeah, yeah. We would have found our problems, found our issues, and that poor girl couldn't take any shots with proper focus. She just lost it. It was so sad. You have to do trial and error. You have to take like 10, maybe 12. 15 shots to get uh, the right focus maybe yeah and Take a bunch of practice shots tweaking it a little bit and moving it and yeah. ramping up to focus yeah. so that was a lesson learned and the brilliant part that big crabby cloud that was right on top of the milky way man it spread it completely thinned out and disappeared for us so yeah. like heaven parted ways and the milky way was gloriously singing at us as soon as astro twilight ended and so that was awesome it really was and on the way to the tra- on the way sorry on the way to the tr- silo my um, i noticed the same thing like we drove up and it was cloudy 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 and as soon as we pulled out um, park got our group and the, the good thing about the silos there's nothing to traverse there's no terrain Flat ground. just flat parking lot you can all park there 
you know, yeah, there's a big pile of poo next to it, but, you know, just ignore that. <laughs> get out of your car, walk pig, to the side down dude. the street. You just get out and set, the, I set the light up way on, you know, one side of the extreme, almost a 90 degree angle. And then everybody started shooting away. And as soon as we got out and did all that, the, the clouds, same thing, parted, clear, totally clear sky. So it was nice. amazing. Everybody's just like, oh, this is amazing. So then I just <laughs> did the same thing, hopped from person to person to person, trying to get everything sorted out. It was really hard. I mean, there was at least 15 people yeah. there. And uh, I think I feel comfortable maybe doing 10 at the most on my own. 15 was pushing it. Like, you know, there. luckily there was a couple guys who were just like, I'm fine. Just turn your lights off for heaven's sake so I can get a shot, you know. <laughs> There's a couple people like that uh, that I didn't have to worry too much about. But other, but everybody else was like really needed serious help. Thankfully, Rob Ryan going. came and helped out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were planning on having Jeff too, but he never – he just wasn't able to show. Yeah, too bad it? Jeff Harmon couldn't make it. Yeah, he just got busy been, with family that night and couldn't join. It would have been a lot of fun to have him out there because I could have used the help. <laughs> <laughs> you, Rob Ryan, and Jeff? Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten Jeff. No, you would have got somebody. Was Rob with me? Rob was with me. Rob was with you. Okay. That was a big help. Um, And uh, he was struggling with a lot. I think he was struggling with two people like hardcore. And so I had to jump around to the other people and make sure everybody was, was, was set. One lady had like hurt her ankle. No way on the flat terrain. No, like beforehand, before the trip. And so she's like still healing. And so I'm like, Oh, if we go back here and I realized, Oh, there's some crazy big like bushes. You got to go around on this little part of the shoulder next to the road. And she's trying really hard and tripods all spread out crazy. And she's tripping over. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, don't hurt yourself, please. (laughs) And so, um, we finally got her sorted out by the end of the night and that was great. She's able to snap a few good ones and I think she's really happy with it. So yeah. And crazy. I got to say those of you from the workshop that might be listening right now, I really apologize that we couldn't record this right after the workshop in September because we had all of your names right at the front of our heads and we could remember it. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, Mary sent me an email recently and and I love it. Thank you, mm-hmm. Mary, for sending me an example of how your picture turned out at the silo. Oh, no, at the trestle. It yeah, was an yeah. awesome shot at the trestle where she got it to work a lot better than I've ever had it work on the train tracks. Oh, cool. Yeah, and she did a great job processing it. It looked really cool. I hope you're listening, Mary, because you're one of the people I can actually remember the name. Shout out because you sent nice. me that individual email. And so sorry for the rest of you because we loved you guys. And now we have to pull up these names after having met bunch of groups ever since mm-hmm. Pocatello Photo Club Idaho Falls Club one of the oh listeners gosh. out in Oregon yeah. I mean we have we have jammed a lot of names into our head ever since I think so Roger, we apologize did Roger send us an image that he had taken as well um, I don't remember seeing one from Roger did we get one from Roger I don't know if he posted awesome. to the group or mm, I remember it seeing it group. somewhere shortly after that Roger yeah. had sent us in so we had logistic nightmares with 15 people each a large group of 30 where we couldn't have all in one place at one time and we had the nightmare of of whether the weather would work out, whether oh, the yeah. weather would work out. That's a really weird phrase. So we, we we were so lucky that it turned out. I was so afraid that it was not going to turn out that I told Samara, I was like, hey, man, you know, you're in Bryce Canyon. If you haven't left yet, stay there. You have a great night tonight looking at clear, dark sky. Mm. And if you come up here and it's clouded out and you just left Bryce Canyon, I'll feel devastated. Right. So I told him, stay there. Turns out he got the message from me when he entered Utah Valley. Even Utah, I think it was in Orem. <laughs> and he's like, I'll turn around. And he just drove right back to oh, Bryce. Oh, no, because he yeah. could have come with us and had a great Milky Way still. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so, oh, I just, 
It hurt that it ended up that way that the second night didn't turn out. Spoiler alert, the second yeah. night was clouded out. And that's what Samir was with us for. Mm-hmm. But he had a great clear night, just as predicted, on Bryce at Bryce Canyon. Oh, good. And he it was just the challenge of getting a good shot on Bryce Canyon. I just feel bad he had to drive back and forth. Like that's horrible. Completely feel terrible for him. But his yeah. hotel was closer to that area anyway. So he's planning oh, on driving okay. back, but not that far. And so yeah. uh, luckily Bryce is not terribly far. Yeah, you're awesome. Thanks for dealing with all of that. I think it was Julian that was with you, right? Um, oh, I'm trying to remember everyone's name. I think it was Julian. Dang. It's hard to remember. Really sorry, man. I'm forgetting your name right now. But uh, you were out there with Samir, and you had a great experience. I, I, I know that I mentioned that Bryce Canyon's challenging without going down in and seeing yeah. the way up. And even when you go down in, you're blocking the core if it's too low on the horizon. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but, but it's Bryce Canyon. How do you not take advantage of Bryce especially Canyon? Especially if you get some lights. Yeah, you can yep. set up. And especially if we've got prediction of clouds up until 9 p.m. Yeah. in warm areas. It's like, oh, I don't know. So it worked out really well. When we switched groups, here's the one thing that didn't go very well. Because we didn't communicate, mm. Brendan sent his group back, or some of his group just came back on their own they joined me and i'm like oh hey you guys are ready so i sent my group out to brendan and then suddenly five ten minutes later of working with brendan's group that had shown up those who were willing to walk over that woman who had the ankle she walked all the way out to the trestle she Mm. made it out to the train tracks but she wasn't wanting to go across the tracks and down i'm so glad she didn't she said her ankle hurt i didn't know she actually injured it she did just that she had oh man so fantastic experience and her and her husband they're hilarious i loved them Mm -hmm. um pulling up their names oh now i'm revealing that i don't remember their name right now off the top of my head uh, Was one of Bob? No. Okay, second, se- third segment. I want to pull up my information because I can't let this go. You can't not get a shout out. Yeah, because it was a really fun group. Fun, you know, fun, really good, amazing group. So they show up, and I'm talking to them, and then I realize Brendan showed up, and I'm like, oh no. Hey, like, man. are we switching now? Are we going? I'm like, we're Am switching. I here? Oh. <laughs> uh, I just sent a group out to the silo and they're totally alone. So I'm like, we'll see ya. I'm going to go. So I jump back in my car and I'm trying to go as fast as I can through that Eureka round turn, mm-hmm. like the 20 mile per hour only road that you shouldn't drive any faster. I was going like 40 and I'm like, oh, I hope I don't slide. hope I don't slide. Got myself out there just in time. They just kept going. Apparently you left the light there. And yes. it was still shining on the silo. And if you hadn't done that, they might not have known they had made it. Right. So thank goodness you did that. It was just like, well, it's only a light. Might as well just leave it. You oh, know, yeah. Aaron, Aaron will take it, take it home. <laughs> and they just jumped right into the action and said, okay, you know what? We know what we're doing. Let's mm. take care of this. And they got some awesome shots. By the time I got there, there was half the group that was had already taken their shot, and they were on their way out. Wow. They thought, you know what? I'm done. It's late at night. Let's go home, go to our hotel room. And so I stayed there with five or six of them. Talked to them a bit of it, joked a bit around about how I was like, oh, sorry, I abandoned you guys. And they got some shots at the silo. And oh, it's just really interesting, fun experience learning how. And the thing is, we told them the next day, this was planned to be difficult. Our point was that, okay, impromptu shot, those of you never noticed before, you get to see all of the challenge of going out and do milky photography mm. without all this information we're about to give you. Sort of a chance to see the the A-B testing. You know, it's like, this is what it's like without this. But here's what it is like with it. And they were going to get a chance to see, okay, now that you know what it's like, 
here's the things that you think you wish you had, or mm -hmm. now you know you wish you learned. And so during all of Saturday's workshop, we had an opportunity to teach them those things that now they had the context for right. of why they needed to know it. Right. Instead of just having it be a hypothetical situation, they had a real chance to say, you know what, yeah, I wish I had this or I had known this when I was there last night. Oh, that's what you do? This is okay. So now they knew what they didn't know, yeah. and they could learn much better. Which I think I, is a great way to really, you know, you crash course someone, you open up their mind, get them ready to learn. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh my gosh, that was really hard. <laughs> there's something, there's a lot of things I don't know. Then versus maybe the opposite, which is you train them, train them, train them. Then they're out there. Then they might feel like they either, oh, I know this, I know this. And then they don't Once have a they good result. they do it on their, on their own. Yeah. Or they're just like, or they feel bad because I should know this. And I just learned this and yet I can't make it work. And they could also feel bad. And so I think having a successful crash course and then going into the learning after that was, was really cool. And maybe that's the way we should do it. I don't know. I was just thinking about that as we're talking. And I know that with the money that people will spend to go out with us for four nights, that we will not do that because we will get them prepared <laughs> for that first night. But I think we're going to try and help them to think about the things that they're doing and then talk with them the next day about what do you wish you also still knew. Yeah, yeah. We'll have less time that first night, no matter what, because sure. we're still driving sure. four or five hours to get there. So there'll be a a little bit less prepared than they will be the rest of the nights, but the places that they're going on the first night, like Goblin Valley first night, um, Devil's Campground, Devil's Garden Devil's out Garden, there in Escalante yeah. first night, those are places you don't want to miss out on your opportunity true, too. True. So we'll have them prepared for focus, have them prepared for live view, have them prepared for checking your histogram. All of that will be learned during the day. And so they have a chance with a camera in daylight talking with us while we're eating dinner. And then, I mean, especially these two workshops, you are waiting until one to three in the morning before mm. you even get started on the Milky Way. Mm -hmm. So we'll have lots of time to get them prepped and ready and rested before we go out for our Milky Ways that those situations yeah. early in the yeah. season. So we will kind of have to figure out a way to do that in practice, but not so much uh, taking away their opportunity when they're at the Milky Way for one night out right, of four. Right. So unfortunately, that'll be the case. But uh, I think it helped. I think it helped having that. I know now what I don't know. Yeah. And I'm going to ask questions about that. Yeah, because I think they were able to ask more intelligent questions of things that they really needed to wanted wanted to learn and know based on their previous experience. You yep. know, so. That's what's really cool. I think it made them all really good learners mm. at that point. Yes. And Raphael, uh, Raphael Pons, man, he is such a stud. He's so mm -hmm. willing to help people. That he doesn't even think about himself. He doesn't no. even think about what's going on with him. And he was out there with nothing. Freezing his buns off. Freezing. To, um, I have snow pants and other jackets in the car that I didn't pull out because I'm like, that's pretty warm. But I could have given it to him, mm -hmm. and I didn't know he was cold. And then he comes back that night at 12, or no, 11.30, we are finally done. And he's got just jeans on. And a hoodie. Weak shoes and a hoodie, and he's been freezing this whole time. Yeah. He didn't have the same adrenaline rushing through him like you and I had. They were <laughs> blitzing around trying to keep everyone from having a miserable time and helping them have a great time, as well as just the adrenaline everyone else had as they are taking Milky Way photography. He didn't even yeah. have a camera. He was just helping wherever he, he could. Didn't. yeah. And so, man, Raphael, if you listen to this, you're a stud. Sorry you froze that night because the next night when we gave you the items that Brent and I had, you were so much warmer. Oh, yeah. I brought so much extra stuff. I, <laughs> I had full outfit form if you needed it. You know, everything <laughs> from head to toe. So, so, guys, don't forget to wear warm clothes and you're just going to be out in the cold for quite 
quite a few hours. You and you're not walking. If you're walking, you could have less layers on because you're yeah. keeping that body warm. But you're just when you're standing there taking pictures in the cold, mm-hmm. you get cold really fast. You need to have wool socks. You need to have boots on. You need to have you know warm pants and a warm jacket and a beanie and all that stuff. I mean, especially wind blocking clothes. Oh yeah, windbreakers and all that stuff. You know. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> it was funny that Raphael was like that. We're so sorry, Raphael. So then he's like, I'm starving. Anyone else hungry? <laughs> Rob was hungry. I was hungry. Let's go do it. Mm-hmm. And man, Utah Valley is hard to find a place open at midnight. Oh, yeah. Everything closes at 10. <laughs> Even with the U- Utah Valley University on University Parkway in Orem, and then you keep driving down that road and go down the plateau into the Provo Valley area, and that's still University Avenue. It's still the same, or University Parkway. It's still the same road, yeah. and that connects with BYU. So we have Brigham Young University, Utah Valley University, both these schools right here, and even with that, you couldn't find enough place, so places open except for... In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger, and... Man, it was packed. <laughs> oh, my god! I've never seen so many teenagers in one place at once. Wow. And Except for, even... like, high school. I mean, it was like, and these are college kids. Yeah. But, but they all look like us. teenagers to me. look like teenagers now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was insane. It was so packed, I couldn't believe We couldn't barely move in there. It looked like they were having a Black Friday sale on French fries, and they're selling it for one cent. And so every <laughs> little teeny standing room place was taken. All the tables were full, and people were sitting double to a seat just to make sure they could sit by their friends. Yeah, it was crazy. It was nuts. And at first, I thought, this is going to be miserable. We can't get through this line. But it went fast. In-N-Out Burger, man. They don't call it In-N-Out for nothing. <laughs> and they had like 50 orders stacked in front of us. I mean, they were just working through them and... Pump, pump, pump. Yeah. Pumping them out. Crazy. When I got to the front, I said, dude, is there something unique about tonight? Or is this every Friday night? And he goes, this is every Friday night when school starts. So crazy. <laughs> so all the college kids were there because nothing else was open. And we just hung out with them. It felt like we were young again. <laughs> I was 36 at this point. Old, old 36 because I had my birthday that day. That was my oh. Friday, the 22nd of <laughs> September, and I had my birthday, and Dean stole four years of my life telling everybody I was 40, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't even get on Facebook to correct him that day because I was so packed and busy with things to do, and I'm mm. here, 36 years old, hanging out with 20-year-olds and feeling like I'm just a young man, but I kept my hat on, so I looked young, mm. I kept myself young. Those of you who have seen... Um, the hat of veracity. The hat Vir- of veracity. Is that what my hat is? My hat of, of virility. 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 <laughs> so That's what it is. So uh, Jordan Yontz recorded me sleeping in the car, and that was the first time ever I've been recorded without my hat on. So you can see my head. Yeah. I am like other people who wear hats all the time, but okay, I wore hats all the time when I had hair. I have most of my hair. Well, oh, not really. I have an island. I have a unicorn island of hair, <laughs> and I have like this peninsula growing where it's separating from the island. So unicorn island will soon stop being a peninsula and soon be an island of its oh, own. It's like, oh, I just, I hate it. I have the male pattern baldness curse. And so I've been wearing a hat my whole life, even when I had a full head of hair. I didn't care. I never put product in my hair. I wore a hat. Mm. And so I'm just still doing that, and I've kept it going in all of Photog Adventures because, frankly, I'm shamed. I'm ashamed of it. And so when Jordan Yance recorded me, and you could see my head, and it, you guys all probably knew. I mean, of course, I never took my hat off. You see Brendan take his hat off all the time. He doesn't care. Mm. Aaron cares. Aaron's afraid of showing off his <laughs> stupid dome. And so uh, Jordan recorded it is, it is, me. Man. 
it is what it is. Yes, as all women tell me, we don't care, and yet they constantly in TV shows and commercials, the symbolism of awesomeness and great hero ness is that beautiful thick tall guy hair. with a thick head of hair, yeah. and the symbol of evil, the symbol of a bad credit score, is a Maurice. short bald fat guy. <laughs> it's like that is Satan, and this guy's a genius devil or a genius uh, angel. And it's like no, no, no. I'm tired of that symbolism. It hurts. Larry David and I, man, we're tired of being called baldies. <laughs> I'm not as bald as Larry David, but I will be soon. Probably by the time I actually am 14, I'll be that way. By the time you're his age, for sure. <laughs> by the time I'm Larry David's age, yeah. No and kidding. I probably will be too. I just wish I had the curly hair that he has at the bottom. <laughs> so I am sitting there keeping my hat on because I'm like, I want to keep looking young with these kids hanging out at midnight, getting my burger on, which is a terrible time to eat three stacks of mm. burger. Oh, man, animal, double-double animal style. Hmm, some good stuff right there. Yeah, when you're 30-something, <laughs> it doesn't sit quite the same as it does when you're 20. So Brendan and I barely had any sleep on Thursday night to Friday morning when we took off to Salt Flats, Oof, and now yeah. we're up at 1230 eating burgers and fries and hanging out with Rob Bryan and Raphael, and so we don't get back home until 2 in the morning and yeah. finally get some sleep. And from 2 in the morning, waking up at 8. eight I think we gave ourselves ish. to 8, so yeah. 6 hours of sleep right there. Me... I had to find some pictures on my histograms on my compute on the computer that you had me working on, but because oh. it was broken, we had um, this computer hadn't come by then. Oh yeah. And so I had the other one, but I had moved it. No, I think I did have this computer by then. Did I? I can't remember. I can't remember why, but I didn't have access to my whole library in Lightroom, and I was Maybe missing things. Them over yet. So I had to transfer files over and find the histogram, and I was out here at two, four in the morning trying to finish getting those so I can share my histogram images. And then when I had them, it didn't even matter. The next day went by so fast, even mm. with our six hours of teaching, I never even it never even mattered. I showed some histogram examples. We talked about it real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Get back to photo pills. Uh, it was fun, but man, I ended up only having four hours of sleep that night. And yeah, so I was exhausted after burgers and everything. Oh, geez. I mean, we, Brent and I have a bad habit of starting like major events for Photog Adventures with no sleep. Yeah, we've got to cure that. Somehow, I've got to sleep. Make me tired to think about it. Yeah, well, <laughs> right now, major event. Speaking of, it is a 12.28 on Wednesday morning now. Yeah. And so, yeah, we just keep having to work throughout the night. And that's got to change. It's got to change. Yeah. So that was the very first day. And part of the second day, it's easy to tell the story of the second day because there's not much. I mean, everything in the workshop. It was a workshop, lot of workshop, six hours of workshop. Just sitting there in class talking, hanging mm -hmm. out. And having had the night before, everyone felt like buddies. You know, right. like people knew each other now. We had stories together. And I think they knew us, you and I. They knew Raphael and loved him and had plenty of questions for mm -hmm. photo pills. Mm -hmm. So it was just a successful day of that as Brennan and I are looking at our options. Clear Dark Sky, you guys are familiar with it. You have all the pins of, a, of like a state that says, here's where we know the weather patterns. And I'm checking every single one. And this should have been my clue. But every other single one had white clouds all throughout the day. But there's one place that had an opening. And I'm picturing this, well, Wedge Overlook is out in the center here, and everything mm -hmm. around here is by mountains. And, and so maybe by those mountains, we're getting more cloud buildup. But in the, in the spot where the wedge is, it's open. Mm. So maybe that would be what happened. I, I, I should have realized that with everything else saying it was cloudy, talking as far as you know, going out to the notch and delta or going up far north of the north part of Salt Lake or going out as far east as um, Moab and Arches, Everything was cloudy. 
And it was raining all day. It was raining all day on us while we were in a workshop. And so we thought, it's worth it. We'll strive two hours. From Orem, it's almost two hours to get to the salt flats. Mm -hmm. So we were planning on driving these guys two hours anyway. So we didn't feel too bad going two hours with a wedge. Some of them, they couldn't make it. It was raining. They thought, this is going to work out. And as we're driving through the canyon, it's clearing up. It was beautiful, fall colors, patches patches of light, and it was all going according to plan. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we got there. Oh my gosh. Oh, the dirt roads. We got to talk about the pathway there. So I'm, I'm trying to make sure everyone gets there all the way two hours away in separate vehicles. There was like a caravan of us, 15 Mm -hmm. odd vehicles. Yeah. So we gave everyone coordinates for a place in a price where we can get food and we can meet up again Yeah, gas up and get food. and, And we said, Hey, meet, get your car in this, this road right here where we can all park behind each other. And then from this point on, we'll be bumper to bumper caravanning all the way through those crazy roads out in the middle of nowhere that lead from small city to small, small town to small town to small town through those towns. And then in the middle of the desert, for another 40-minute drive to the I was the just hoping the wedge. GPS was accurate because I'd never been out there before. We actually hadn't been. Yeah. I'd been out there, but not recently enough. Mm-hmm. And I was just depending on Google to give us the right directions. Yeah. So as I'm in front and Brennan's in the back, we're making sure everyone gets there. Probably, what, 15 cars? Yeah, 10, like 15 yeah, cars? Least, yeah. So I have a big old caravan, and they're following me. And we get to one city, one little town, where... Um, I'm driving through, Is seeing there's some people, something like, like Castledale. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I saw a stop sign coming up, but it was sort of angled and far off to the right. So I thought, oh, that must be for an incoming road, and that's a stop sign for them, not for us. And it wasn't until I got right up to it that I noticed it was a four-way stop. <laughs> and I'm already committed, and I'm going through it, and I'm thinking, oh, crud. Okay, well, the caravan's not going to follow me. We'll be fine. I'll go through and pull over and wait for everyone to get through the stop sign. Ten cars in a row run the stop sign. They follow me like the Pied Piper running through the stop sign, and now ten cars run through the stop sign. There's like three and people. The, and by the time I came up with the caboose at the end of this whole line, I didn't stop either, by the way. You didn't um, stop even though oh, you knew you noticed it, though. Yeah, because there was a car waiting at the stop sign looking in amazement. There's a car? There was a truck that had pulled up in the meantime. <laughs> oh, the gosh. other stop, he stopped and he's like, he's like watching these cars go by <laughs> with his mouth open like, what is going on here? Why are they all running There's through? There's a family party in the house on the corner of the oh. street and they are all coming to the fence. Looking like what is going? Like they'd never seen so many cars in in their life or something. It was so funny. Like a parade had just happened. They're like, "Did we just miss a parade? What's going on? Why are all these cars going the same direction and running through our stop sign?" And I swear, even a guy was coming like out of the front door to look at the stop (laughs) sign. Like, what's happening at the stop sign? What's going on? It was. It was really funny. We have one one moment of traffic control in this entire city, and you guys just just blew blew right right through it. (laughs) <laughs> you guys have basically broken 100% of our traffic laws by going through our one stop sign. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> I felt terrible because it's all my fault. I drove them through it and, you know, you no guys were really, is... really trusting. And Well, the problem was that road was literally four or five times wider than a normal road. It was I mean, weirdly it was hugely wide. Hugely wide. And so the stop sign was like way over to the right. And I didn't even see it until I passed it too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like... Oh, we were supposed to stop there. Nobody uh, did. 
Okay, this explains what's happening. We, okay. we <laughs> the guys in my car are like, uh, everyone's following you. I'm like, because as soon as I went through, I'm like, oh crap, I went through a stop sign. <laughs> Hopefully, they're not following me. They're like, no, they're following you. Yep, yep, everyone's following you. <laughs> so felt bad for that. But then we just kept driving and avoided all cops, hopefully, because yeah, the no sheriff around. wasn't around. No. Sorry, sheriff. It was all dirt, dirt roads after that anyways. So. Would he have issued all the tickets to me, or would he have issued everyone their own ticket? He probably saw it happen, and he's like, I'm just going to go home. I'm not willing to do all the no, paperwork for that. a lot of work. <laughs> so <laughs> Ten <laughs> tickets he has to write up, and then he has to go and deal the paperwork with all of them. Yeah. <sighs> and if he wants to fight it in court, he has to show up to all those court <laughs> dates. That'd be, that'd be crazy. <laughs> He's not even willing. Luckily, it was not putting anyone in danger, and when I went through it, I noticed everything around me was fine, and I felt mm -hmm. like slamming on my brakes would have been worse than it would have been to keep going. You could have called a... Could have caused a pileup, actually. Oh, that break, would have been so. a fun legal claim, oh a liability gosh. claim. We had 10 fender benders. Mm -hmm. Jeez. That'd be horrible. So I had never taken Brendan out to the wedge overlook, mm -hmm. and I think Brendan fell in love at first sight. Oh, yeah. I mean, I saw it on maps, and I'm just like, this could be really cool. And I saw some pictures of it on Google before we went out there. Mm -hmm. And so, but being there in person was amazing. Um, we got there just before or just during sunset. No, it was so just before. We would have, okay, no, I take the but back. But we didn't have time to actually set it up was during our sunset. cameras and actually get sunset. The moon was setting right after chasing the sun down. Yeah. So I actually did do a time lapse. Oh, you got Way a time off lapse. to the left, I got a little corner rock that was kind of jutting out over. They could see some of the canyon and the... That's cool. Constant clouds. I mean, the moon setting, and you got clouds covering, just coming and constantly coming and coming and coming, and thunderstorm behind us with lightning and everything. Yeah, we were trying hard um, to get that. That was impossible to get with a wide angle lens. So, yeah, people just hung out for a little while and slowly started going, you know, going home after that. But um, but the wedge was so cool, and I saw a little bit of it during actual daylight and thought, oh wow. We yeah. have to come back here. Such it's only cool two hours place. away. We have to come back as much as we can. And it's mystifying how little credit and attention it gets yeah. out here. It's almost like we have we're too spoiled with other content in Utah that we think about that place as uh, you know it's challenging to get out here. It's not challenging. It was an easy oh, flat drive. Yeah, it was. It didn't get any elevation change until you got to the wedge because the mm -hmm. way the wedge goes is it all starts going uphill and creates a high elevation drop in that yeah. canyon. And the canyon was amazing. Up. It was like a little Grand Canyon. It was very, awesome. Very cool. So if you guys don't know what the Wedge Overlook is, you got to check it out. If you come to Utah, let us know. Or if you get, you get that two-in-one workshop, mm -hmm. you go to the Wedge you and then head there? on south, we'll do the Wedge for Sunset and Milky Way somewhere else. Let's do it. Yeah, it would be fantastic. I'd do it. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. So uh, we get there in just enough time to do a group shot with a little bit of light. Mm -hmm. uh, Two-second uh, shutter, actually, so ended Hard. up moving in yeah. the shot. But uh, cool, cool, cool to see everyone in the group. And everyone was in really good spirits and happy. They weren't mad at us. They weren't Luckily, we got some good Milky Way the night before. That's the yeah. saving thing that saved us, I think, was getting that night before. I think the only person that I do feel bad about is Samir and mm. Julian. No, it wasn't Julian. It's a good French name. Um, wasn't Jean-Pierre. Mm. Was something else? Ah, 
I'm going to pull it up, man. So I'm tired of not <laughs> saying your name. There's a ton of you. I'm not saying your name right now that I'm remembering just because I don't want to overkill the remembered you, but not you. I'm going to mm. have all of you in the same list. And so I just feel bad, bad about them because they were in Bryce that best night. And then the next yeah. night we didn't have anything. And we tried to make the most of it. He was really working hard to get some stars in the clouds and make the most of those yeah, shots. Yeah. But for 114 bucks and flight, it was a really cool experience to be out there. Yeah. And it's just tough in September, late September, you're going to have more clouds in that yeah. situation. Yeah, it was a challenge for sure. It would have been fantastic to get some clouds and a nice um, sunset, but uh, we were a little too late for that. <sighs> so just a huge thanks to Rafael Pons and oh, Photo Pills for sponsoring this, basically, yeah. and splitting it three ways with us. So Brendan and I made some money off of this and took us to Oregon because of it. Mm -hmm. And then thanks to all of you who came and thanks to all of you who have now started listening to us ever since then and yeah. having a podcast participation with us. I, we just love you guys. And I, I just... A year of this, after all of our workshops next year, I am going to have a giant family of friends. And oh, yeah. it's just so cool. So excited about that. Yeah, really neat people. And uh, we're, we're happy to have met you and can't wait to go out with you again. We've already met up with a couple other people in the meantime. Um, and uh, that's Memo Jeep and uh, the egg guy. <laughs> They're saying their Instagram <laughs> handles. Yeah. Jeff and Natalie. Jeff and, and Natalie, Melanie. yeah. Melanie. Jeff and Melanie, yeah. Not Natalie, sorry, Melanie. So Jeff and Melanie, we got to hang out with them and do some steel wool in the meantime. That was fantastic. So we've already made some that cool in a future stuff. Podcast. Oh, yeah. Hint, hint, a little foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, really cool. So we're excited to meet more of you and hang out with you and do some more fun photography with you. So excited. I mean, Nicole and Kathy, you guys have been talking about the trip and can't wait for that Escalante oh, workshop. Yeah. Be fun to have a good I just yeah. wish that the government would let me actually sell it to you so we could all be completely hundred percent sure that this is going down but uh we're working yeah. on it we're get it. we'll get it we're gonna have two we're, we're potentially gonna have a second workshop in escalante by the way so if you guys are excited about coming down and you think escalante is a trip for you mm. don't worry we might have two straight weeks of escalante workshops down there because it's a blast mm. and we might as well test the ability of having flat tires yeah because apparently you can get them there. Yeah, as we did. <laughs> so let's go ahead and take our last break of the podcast. And we'll come back and do a listener adventure, gear time, and tip of the week. Okay. So those of you who have already signed up, you know it. Photogadventures.com forward slash listener adventure. You go there and you're going to see a page where Brenda and I talk about these listener adventures and we give the next listener adventure information. And right now, currently, you'll see the website is still showing the Oregon coastline trip. If you want the emails and you want to find out everything that way and not have to look yourself, then go ahead and sign up. But you're going to get notifications as if you are going to that next listener adventure because I'm trying to keep the email for those of you who are actually going to be at the very next listener mm -hmm. adventure so I can get your phone number and know your text so that I can tell you where we're going to be and listener adventures have been a blast they're completely oh, yeah. free just need to come and make your, get yourself there yeah and we've had a couple of people join us the last time it was pretty awesome it was a lot of fun it's a lot of fun so photogadventures.com forward slash listener adventure alright Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We are going to talk about our first listener photo adventure in weeks. We haven't done this yeah. segment forever because of just how what we've been talking about and the guests that we have. We haven't had time. So let's remind you guys, if you want to share your listener photo adventure and you want it to be featured in this segment, make sure you use the hashtag, hashtag LPA. So when you record 
your or post your picture and you post your story somewhere in there put hashtag l as in listener photog adventure lpa put that in there and i'll know it's you and jeremy gerritsen did that thank you so much for doing that man it was easy to find this and we have a chance to look at his experience where he was out at okay at acadia and he didn't have to be till new london till the next morning at 7 a.m and he had time Mm. so he's like i'm gonna drive out there to the portland head lighthouse i mean i have a goal of a milky way at the portland head lighthouse yeah. But Jeremy had the same pro- has a problem that we just had out there at Yaquino Head Lighthouse that I had no idea they do so common. It's I can't believe this is so common because I guess the lighthouse you don't want vandalized, of course. But what yeah. a bummer because Milky Way photography at the Portland Head Lighthouse would be amazing. I just mm-hmm. I'm hinting at it. I haven't said it. It's just a bummer that they lock the place up at sunset. And they probably don't open it until sunrise. Yeah, of course. So you don't it's have an actual sunrise. dark night to get it. And yeah, this is shot. a bummer, too, because the Portland Lighthouse on the East Coast, and so a sunrise would be great there. Mm. And I keep seeing photography of the sunrise there, so maybe they open it up at like 4 a.m. and you get lucky sometimes of the year. Maybe. Ah, but who knows? So his story goes that he gets there and finds the gate closed. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, it's going to be impossible for me to get a shot. I have a new puppy. Let my, pu- let, me pu- let my puppy Bernie get out and go pee and go out there. And he- while he's doing that, here comes the security guard. Yeah, and he's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Now I've got to explain what I'm doing here at 1.30. This is going to be too bad. Sucks. And then, you know what? The security guard, he thinks, liked his dog so much, his little puppy. That he's like, you know what, guys? I'm going to go in and do my rounds. I'll give you 20 minutes while I do my regular rounds, and then you got to leave. And so he got access to the Portland Head Lighthouse when no one else usually gets access to it, and he got a shot. Now, there wasn't a Milky Way in here because you can see the person mm-hmm. is right there, mm-hmm. but uh, he got to do a night shot of the Portland Head Lighthouse with a beautiful amount of stars in the sky. That's awesome. Check out this image, man. Yeah, I mean, um, that's the thing is uh, beyond the gate – you just don't get the composition you really want, right? I mean, yeah. When, like if you're when, on the outside of the gate, yeah. If you're on the outside of the gate, you have to do, you know, maybe it's impossible to um, to get the shot because there's either hills or it's steep or the road is just not, you know, letting you get to that angle. And so, just being out in Portland, seeing a few lighthouses, you know, if we were close to the gate for. Um, the lighthouse that went to Yaquina Head. Is it Yaquina Head that yep. we down there? The Newport gate was Beach. so far away. Or not Newport Beach, sorry, Newport. Yeah, the gate was so far away that uh, I don't even know how we get a picture of the lighthouse if we couldn't get in at all. Oh yeah, you, you wouldn't know? even see it. In it was like frame. a mile up the road kind of thing. A- unless you want to go to the beach and do a 600 millimeter shot of it. Right. And not the composition you want. You no, just then, have the lighthouse much, and in then, there. And then you have to do like a three-minute exposure because, <laughs> you know, and then good luck getting a Milky Way with a three-minute exposure because your lens is so, you know, oh, dark yeah. with that speed. And so, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> so there's a challenge for sure. And so, Jeremy, man, what a cool photog adventure when you're out there. And not only just you weren't just rewarded with a great image because mm. you went out there, but you were rewarded with access. Yeah. You went and you tried. Unprecedented access. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. You had unprecedented access to this thing because you went. And, yeah, you went because you were ignorant and you didn't know. <laughs> and I would have been that person. I'm just like you, Jeremy. I have no idea that these places close. Right. I'm completely ignorant of their crazy rules. Right. I hate their crazy rules, honestly. And so you have a chance to be out here. You have a chance to go and experience this. So you think, I'm going to be there. 
at 1.30 in the morning, why not? I have yeah. until 7 a.m. Yeah. And just because you went, you were rewarded with this shot in your portfolio. Fantastic. Most people don't have this shot because they can't. No. I would be surprised if many people, if any at all, have the same <laughs> shot because uh, they, if they don't let you in after dark, good luck. Right. Know? So awesome shot, Jeremy. Thanks for sharing your listener photog adventure. If you guys want to get featured, make sure you use hashtag LPA so I know that you want your story shared. Give us a story. Give us your settings, anything like that, and we'll go through your image. We didn't go through Jeremy's settings this time. But but the image is beautiful. I mean, the light coming off that is just gorgeous. I love lighthouses. Yeah. Oh, so cool. We, got, we were at Hesita Head Lighthouse, and we saw that it has those eight or seven different eight. directions yeah, like of the eight light. It's constantly going it's cool. This I'd never seen it before. It's I didn't nuts. realize it was like that. And then had, we heard that, you know, that the different lighthouses have different lights so that people can kind of tell. Yeah. Like the ships like can tell. The frequency of how the lights blink or how they show up. It's like, okay, yeah. that's that lighthouse. And like, this okay, there's eight streams on this lighthouse. one. So that lighthouse must be this one. There's only two streams on this one. So there must be, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. Really never smart. knew that before. It's Never awesome. realized it. I've lived on the coast. I think I said it in a recent Monday Moment of Envy or a podcast where I said, I don't know about this because I didn't live on the coast. Well, I mean, I, I did. I lived in Monterey for school, and I lived out there right on the coast in Pacific Grove with my wife. And so I have had that experience, but just not mm -hmm. enough. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of oblivious to these kind of changes right, and right, traditions. Right. Even the foghorn is like, whoa, what's that sound? <laughs> oh, right, 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 foghorn. Foghorn. So sh thanks for sharing the listener adventure. If you yeah. guys want to share it, uh, or if you want to see this picture too of the show notes, the show notes, like I said, I'm doing it under the number, but I have to change it a bit. So if you want to find the episode show notes, go to photogadventures.com forward slash EP for episode EP and then the number. Every oh, okay. podcast at the very end, there's a there's a vertical line and then it ends with EP and the number of the podcast. You will see that on there. Just type in EP episode 54. So photogadventures.com forward slash EP54 and you'll see the show notes for this. It'll be out there as soon as I post this on the cool. post this live so you can see his picture in here and give Jeremy some credit points, man. Nice shot. Yeah, absolutely. So now you guys are going to get a little a little look into our Oregon trip with gear time. Yeah, gear time today. We're going to talk about cases for your SD cards. Now, this case is big enough to fit in my hand, but almost my entire hand. Yes, yeah, it's, it's probably about um, six inches long and four inches wide, but only like an inch, you know, thick. And uh, the reason we're going to talk about these cases is because I lost one of my SD cards on the trip. It fell out of my pocket. He actually lost an SD card, 64 gigs of images. 64 gigs of images. That's 2,000 plus images. We're so sad. That I had taken. And yeah, many of them re were repeats of the same thing. You know, like True. bursts of 10 images for a wave coming in or whatever. But, you know, that's 2,000 images. And none of them were taken here. through. It's true. You don't have to go through them anymore. But you lost Crescent City, the Redwoods. You lost our time in Bandon, our mm -hmm. time at Shore Acres. And then most of Thor's Most well. of Shore Acres. Oh, all of Shore Acres, huh? And, and most of Shore. Shore. Yeah, all of Shore's, Acre, Shore's Acres and then most of Thor's Well. Oh, that's so devastating. All yeah. that trip and everything, and he lost it. So, so Aaron has this Pelican SD card case that I've, you know, that I've seen for over a year now. And I feel like a genius for having it. It feels like a genius now. now because it's waterproof for mm -hmm. one. So it's awesome. got the rubber rubber thing inside to it's keep like it waterproof. Gasket to keep it yep. nice. 
and it has uh, spots for 12 SD or micro SD. I mean, and yeah, even the micro cool. ones, I could put a full size SanDisk memory card, you know, That's true. So you can technically, it. yeah, it's cut out the way you can die cut so you can actually put, put uh, the micro SD underneath the full SD and actually have 12 of each, which is pretty cool. Yeah, actually. Well, weird thing is, is on this side, they don't have that. Oh, well, it's a different size. size. Yeah, it's oh. not the size of a micro SD. It might have been a different maybe size like, SD. Maybe there's a mini. Remember. Maybe there's like a mini SD they did for a while. Yeah, I never had that one. So okay. one side is just for our regular size SD cards. Other side has both micro and regular SD cards. You know, so, I mean, if you have micro SD, the chances are of having more than six is pretty slim. I'd say. Yeah. But having twelve regular SD cards, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Or a couple of adapters like you has you have in here. And I'm using most of the the slots, mm-hmm. and I don't have to. Three of these, four of adapters. these are just adapters. Yeah, yeah. You only need one adapter. I happen to have actual SD cards in these two adapters up here. Oh, They're I see that. old microphone yep. SD cards. Okay. They're kind of backups in case our microphone SD cards crash. Okay. But I've had this, like you said, for a year. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's so big, it's bulky, uh, it's really hard to lose. It's just obviously in my bag or not yeah and i look for yeah. it and so i will be getting one of these um this is <laughs> yeah. the actual pelican case made by pelican brand i'm so sorry you lost your card i can't believe it drew and kirk were just heartbroken with me that you lost your card <sighs> yeah and i i have mixed feelings about it i'm not as crushed because i have hope that it will turn up somewhere you think someone's going to go to that Pelican house and park there right at Cape Kiwanda? Pelican Pub or whatever. Pelican Pub and Brewery or something? Someone's going to kick it out of the door. I mean, it's either there in the sand. In this, you know, it's a parking lot, but it's mostly sand because the beach is right there. Someone's either going to kick it loose and see it and turn it in. Uh, maybe I'll call back in a week and see if anybody found it. Oh, please and, say uh, that's happening. Worst case scenario, I've I dropped it near the bowl, which is this crazy place mm. on the in that cape, and uh, it's gonna get washed out to see if if I did drop it there. There's just no doubt about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be the you know the tide's gonna come in, take that thing out, and who knows where it's gonna end up. <laughs> right. And so, um, you know. If you're in no Cape idea. Kiwanda in the next couple of days <laughs> or in that area, please go and check it out. We were just there on Saturday yeah. and it, see if you can find it. Let us know in an email and Brendan will literally call you and talk to you about where he was and see if we can yeah, get lucky. If you get, yeah, if you guys do, you send us a, send us a message and uh, contact us. So this Pelican case is pretty awesome. It's practically bulletproof. I mean, it's just really solid. I'm not going to say it is practically. It's not bulletproof, but um, <laughs> I imagine a bullet will go through it's that. It's a good solid ABS plastic, you know, and it's waterproof and it has a nice little, you know, click to it. You know, it's closed and it's just all a little device. You know, it's got a little hook on top for something lanyard to go into it on top of it or whatever. And uh, yeah, I'll be picking up one of these because I'm not going to lose another SD card. Not I've anymore. got a couple contingency plans this is one of them to keep that from happening again especially when you go on a trip like this one we flew out there we had a whole week we're not we don't live in oregon and so what a crushing time to lose it i think part of it is that the fact that i get to go back and take those shots again is also you know yeah how does your wife feel about the story does she feel devastated for you do we get to go back next week no not next week but um but at least next year (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll we'll go back again next year, and I was just like, you know what, I gotta take those shots again. You know, I didn't <laughs> lose it on purpose. 
to do that, but I lost it nonetheless. And I've got to go back and get those shots again. So I'm not too hurt about that. I'm excited for that. All right. Well, awesome. That was gear time and the listener photo adventure. And now we typically do a tip of the week. But as we've been going through this whole podcast, I've been thinking about my best tip of the week and the things that keep coming across are pending in these coming podcasts. Mm. So do you have one that stands out to you right now while I give myself 20, 10 more seconds to think of one that fits? Because I have had listeners yeah, in the past part of the, say, part of the don't tip make is, them up, just do ones that yeah, are real tips. You know, part of the tip is, um, is, is having a backup plan, you know? Because when I told Kyle when we're out there at the mm. beach, I'm like, "Yeah, I lost my 64 gig card." He's like, "What about your What about your compact flash?" I'm like, "Don't have one." And you have a 5D Mark III that has the compact have, flash card yep, slot, and he has a D800, mm. just the same thing. He's like, "I always keep mine on me, and I use it as a rolling backup." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's genius!" <laughs> and I just thought it was kind of clumsy to have two cards in there, and and I'm like, "Okay, it's true." So he said one of the best tips is if you have two slots. Put the bigger card, so get like 128 gig, for instance, mm-hmm. and then just get a bunch of 32 gigs, so you don't have 64 gigs of mem- and your cards constantly uh, floating around. Right. 2,000 images you could lose at once, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Yep. So he says, I use 32 gigs, and I use 128 in there, and I just format both of them every time I need to go through it, and so I constantly have a backup of whatever I'm taking. And I'm like, that's a great idea, you know? And we discussed a couple of their backup plans too. There's a couple of their hard drives, mini external hard drives you can buy that have flash reader and all oh, that stuff. That's probably really awesome. I got, we got to get one of those for Photog Adventures in general. Yeah, because you can just stick your SD card in there. It backs up right there on the go. And then you just have this constant large hard drive. You can get a terabyte or whatever and just load all your pictures. And that way you only have one thing to plug into your computer too, which is also kind of cool. Yeah. So we discussed several things that we could do to back up and keep a constant backup. Um, whether whether it's in-camera backup, external hard drive backup, you know, because if I would have backed up something like that, 64 gigs, transferred it over, and I would have lost it the next day, no big deal. No big deal it at all. Been, I don't, pff, it's like I'm out, okay, I'm out $12. You Even know? the few images that I took that I liked really so well, I liked them so well that I decided to Wi-Fi them to my phone and then Snapseed edit them out. Mm-hmm. Even if you had done that, you'd have something for Right, those. but I didn't have Wi-Fi in the Mark, no. Mark III, and so... There's, you know, so when you guys have newer cameras, you have a Wi-Fi ability and you guys have the ability to buy, you know, probably not too expensive, maybe $100, $200 for those little backup hard disks. Yeah. And Pelican case is like not even 20 bucks for this Pelican case. And so, you know, and then an SD card, um, compact flash card to go with my SD card and my camera, you know, I'm looking at uh, like 90 bucks for 128 gigs for a decent card. So, you know. Not too expensive to have a constant backup or at least $20 for a Pelican case to keep your stuff safer and not falling into weird places and losing them. Yeah, so. absolutely. That's a good tip of the week. I'm glad that you had that off your cuff because we aren't going to edit these little moments out where sometimes we have a mem- moment in the podcast where we're saying, okay, uh, this is going to be something I was going to talk about, but I can't right now because it would be yeah. better suited for our next podcast which is going to be our fall colors podcast. Oh, yeah. We went up to the fall colors again and talking about a little bit of our colors we had out there in North Carolina. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, so fall colors podcast is next, next week. Local fall colors. Local fall colors specifically, but we'll mention things in general, especially Mm -hmm. the stuff that we just experienced. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, you'll hear all these things unedited. So enjoy. I'm hoping you guys are okay with this change. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and being a part of this with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to remind you about the Black Friday sales coming up. Uh, we are going to have on there a 
bonus thing that we haven't mentioned yet. So come back on Friday to see what we're talking about. We think that you're going to like this. Even if you don't want a Skype call or a two-on-one workshop or don't have the money for a Milky Way course, this is something inexpensive that we think you might enjoy and uh, no hints about what it is. Come back on Black Friday and you can see that they'll be available from our store and check them out. At least see what I'm talking about on Friday. Remember, we got good deals, saving you lots of money on these things, and the Milky Way course that's coming up. So awesome. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Patrons, huge thank you. Thank you, patrons, yes. The trip to Oregon is only happening, and the trip to North Carolina, honestly, thanks to your guys' support. Now, that that makes it me feel like I'm saying, we got these real glamorous trips because of you. But no, <laughs> we used our own money for all of those. But because we've had your support, we've been able to save up some money we've made in the past. And just having your support has triggered our our wives' minds into a security, a sense of feeling that, okay, you guys are going to be all right because these people are backing you and believing you. And so mm -hmm. we just really, really appreciate it. Check out patreon.com if you ever considered it. And because of our listeners and the feedback that we're getting, and just last week hanging out with listeners that had some advice and some really cool ideas for what we need to start focusing on and start doing more of, we are going to end the podcast saying what we typically are going to say from here on out, that... Wherever you're listening, whether it's Stitcher, Google, iTunes, whatever you're using to listen to the podcast, please go find a way to give us a review. We'd really appreciate it. And we have some freebies that will be coming to those of you who give us a review. We're going to introduce that on Monday. And so you can hear about that coming up Monday where we reward people or reward one person of those who actually give reviews for us. And we appreciate that. Go give us a true, honest review and a rating that you feel like we deserve. Yes, we appreciate please. it, and it will help us grow and help us spread the word of the Photog Adventures podcast where we tell stories and tell photography stories. This is what we love to do, and we're excited to keep doing this for the next few years. Yeah. Hope you guys have a good week, and we'll catch you later. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, and see you Monday. Okay, bye. Bye.